saving money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options in stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, welcome to episode 31 of Three Terrible Gamers. I am here with Colin. Hey guys. So, first couple topics of the day are from last week, so let's just go ahead and get into it. Microsoft signs two more 10-year deals. Good for them. Uh, (laughs) It was Boosteroid and Ubitus, Cloud Services. So I guess they're trying to really vamp up their cloud gaming services with to go along with the Game Pass. I'm assuming at this point, but uh, Ubitus is mostly known for its work on helping developers bring titles to the Switch via cloud gaming. And those games were Hitman Free, Resident Evil Seven, and Assassin's Creed Odyssey. And Boosteroid just hit 4 million global users as of last week. And it is a uh, Ukraine-based company. Okay. Yeah. So Microsoft is basically handing out deals right now. It's like, hey, you want a deal? I'll take a deal. I'll take a deal. No, it, they're just signing out deals just to try to you know win over the regulators. And like Colin said, Boosteroid, it's kind of like um, GeForce Now, if any, any of you guys listening has ever played it. Uh, it's just a completely cloud-based 
browser-based gaming platform, basically. You play games, you can play Fortnite, other free games on there. And, um, yeah, so it's pretty cool. And Ubisoft, like Colin said, they bring cloud games over to the Switch to be able to play on there. A lot of people don't like cloud games because it relies on Wi-Fi to play the game, so it can vary on, you know, visuals and just quality in general, running speed and everything. So, but if that's the only way to bring the title over to the Switch, then that's what they have to do since the Switch is a uh, very aging uh, console at this point. But Microsoft, back to them, they're just, like I said, handing out anything they can to anybody to win this deal over to their side. So, and I'm hoping that it'll go through soon, which we may have an extra topic on that later today if we get to it sounds a different one than mine if need be but uh uh trying to think but yeah booster roid is definitely seems like the best thing for microsoft in this deal like i said the uh or utibus is my opinion is the better one out of the two for it because Boosteroid is just, like I said, there wasn't really nothing back on them other than them just be a cloud gaming company, and it was Ukraine-based, and they got 4 million users. So, I mean, that's 4 million users that could go over to Microsoft if they don't already have a Microsoft account. Right. So do you think that's what Microsoft will use is Ubitus to bring Call of Duty to the Switch, or do you think they're going to try to do it natively and just cut out a lot of things from it? Well, it that's that deal still hasn't gone through. I think they'll use. I don't know. I'll say they'll be uh, greedy and use them to bring it to PlayStation. You think so? <laughs> they say screw PlayStation. We're not even going to give them the real thing. We're going to make them do a cloud since they're giving us some of those issues with this deal. They should. They should do that. But that's not how Mark. That's not how Microsoft is. No. Sony would do that. Sony would do that right now. Oh yeah. And Sony deserves it, but uh, they do. it is what it is. But yeah, I say they'll use them to at least get it out to the Switch just for, like you said, uh, them being behind on the generations. Yeah, if if it was earlier in the generation, I would think that they would try to do it natively just because they did do it, like, say, on the Wii when it mm-hmm. was on the 360 and the PS3, they brought Black Ops to the Wii, and that was a basically a GameCube on terms of power. So it's possible to do. I mean, I know the visuals are way better now, but it is possible to do. But I think they'll use the cloud just to keep their promise on bringing it to the Switch. And then when Nintendo comes out with their next generation console, we'll get a native port. Yeah. All right. So continuing with Microsoft and then add Sony into it. When Microsoft and Sony went to court, I believe it's been a couple of weeks, maybe even a month at this point, but um, Microsoft said that Sony is making a Superman game. Eh, I mean, there hasn't really been a successful uh, Superman game. It hasn't been a fighting game since Superman 64, but yet, if I'm not mistaken, that game was extremely broken even back then like i think that's like one of the worst games of all times yeah 
which to me, only way you could really with all the movies that are out now since the 64 release of Superman, you would really have to almost make an M-rated title for it to be anywhere interesting. Yeah, that makes sense. So, like I said, it's because basically the only thing Superman 64 was was a, a flying simulator. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, the only thing you'd done was fly for your rings. I believe so. Best Which I can I, remember. Yeah, but at the time, obviously, that was a huge improvement, especially being 3D graphics. Right. Which now I would expect a whole lot more out of it. But yeah, if Sony's doing it, I don't know how they necessarily have just straight licensing to DC games. So, like I said, I understand the they bought you know Spider-Man stuff, but you never see uh, anything Warner Brothers, because that's who owns DC. You don't ever see Sony in the pictures on those ones. Right. So uh, unless they collaborated with Warner Brothers to get the DC title. So they may be actually coming out with a Superman game, but I think it was a mistake on the uh, lawyer side for Microsoft because in the debate for Activision, the lawyer was saying that the big name first party releases for Sony, so like he named off God of War and then Superman. So I think he meant Spider Man. That's possible too. But maybe they might be making a new game, but I'm kind of on the side that they meant Spider Man. So I guess we'll see if Sony will release or announce a Superman game, but I think they're just talking about Spider Man because Spider Man 2 does come out later this year. So and God of War just came out recently, so they're trying to name the next two big, or recently two big games that Sony has. Yeah, I mean, a Superman game would be pretty cool to see, but yeah, that's your logic behind it definitely makes more sense than a Superman title being released. Yeah, I mean, Superman title would be cool, but really, what are you really going to do in the game that really hasn't already been done in games? I mean, I guess they could come up with fresh ideas, but me personally, I just can't think of anything that they could do, like just fly around and fight off bad guys. You say basically make it a hack and slash? Yeah, you could. At that point, pretty much competing against your own God of War franchise. Yeah, that would make sense, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if this is Superman or Spider-Man. Yeah. Like I said, at the end of the day, they would have to make it M-rated just to be any what entertaining. Right. And like you touched on, I don't see Warner Brothers giving up their IP Superman. If somebody's going to make a Superman game, it's going to be Warner Brothers. And they're not just going to make it exclusive to PlayStation. No, they would go everywhere like they have in the past with DC versus Mortal Kombat, the whole nine yards. Uh, multiverses, you know, it's on everything but Switch. Yeah, and that's, I mean, pretty much all Warner Bros. characters. Yeah. As we discussed before, way back right. when. Yeah, a couple so, times, I think. All right, moving on. Resident Evil 4 remake rating. All right, as you know, I got both the original 
and uh, the remake. But the remake is at a 93 meta, 92 open, and 9 out of 10 on Steam. So it has gone down since the original release. But granted, the original release didn't have any of the uh, original. The, there's no same company if it's rated these games. Right, right. So the original was perfect across the board on the ones it was rated on which was Common Sense Media and 10 out of 10 on IGN. And it was 5 out of, yeah, 5 out of 5 on Common Media and 10 out of 10 on IGN. So it was supposedly a perfect game back on the GameCube, which, I mean, it was a good game. It was. But, yeah, it's now meta and open pretty much run the rinks on everything now. So... And they are a little bit tougher than the IGN and common media. Like the common media to me is pretty much like the nine out of ten, like doctor's ratings or dentist ratings that you would see. Like, oh yeah, this nine out of ten dentists approve this toothpaste. Right. <laughs> Not all ten. Just nine. Just nine. That one dentist is like, nah, you don't need toothpaste. Right. Just use water. Right. <laughs> Yeah, like you said, uh, 93 for the remake and 96 for the original. And I played the original on the GameCube before. I mean, it, when it was a GameCube exclusive, eventually they did bring it over to the PS2 and other consoles. But it, it did start out as GameCube exclusive, surprisingly, being what yeah. it is. And it was an M-rated game. After right. Time. Yeah, exactly. Well, so, it still is an M-rated game, but still. Yeah. Yeah, surprising for Nintendo, but um, yeah, it's a really good game. Definitely a must-play. Uh, it's my favorite Resident Evil game out of all of them. Did you have it back in the day? No, actually, I never played it until, like I said, I mentioned the story before. I was at Robert's house. Oh, right, right, right. Yep. So I didn't have it as uh, like a kid kid, but I did have it as like a teenager and I played it as an adult as well. But yeah, definitely a good game. Must play if you if any of you have not played it, definitely pick it up and play it. I could get away with M M rated hack and slash games. I couldn't get around with M rated uh shooting games as you knew. <laughs> yeah. Makes no sense. M rating's M rating. That's right. Seventeen plus and, is seventeen plus. And they both show a lot of blood. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. So this past week, um, Tears of the Kingdom won most anticipated game of the year. And the series director, um, I forget his first name, anyway, Anuma, he went and collected the reward and he had some things to say about Tears of the Kingdom. Oh. I think the quote from it was the players free are, and it was a bad translation in between English and Japanese. So yeah. why you're going to see, well, hear sloppy English, unless you are watching this, uh, the players free imagination will be filled 
with new gameplay that will bring about changes to the game world. So it's going to be a familiar setting with something completely different is what it sounded like just for my foot alone. Right, yeah. So basically, a lot of people were concerned that it'll be the exact same Hyrule because it's the same engine as Breath of the Wild. So it's we're going to know where everything is, which is kind of true. We will know okay. where everything is. Kind of but, the case with the Zelda game, though, that's based on Hyrule. Right. Yeah, like they're all always, basically lined you up. Got, you always got Death Mountain in the top right. You always got Gerudo in the bottom left. It's that's pretty much a pretty straightforward map. Even in Wind Waker, it was still pretty much laid out like that. If you imagine like Dragon Roost being Death Mountain and stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But a lot of people were concerned that it's just going to be boring. It's going to be the exact same thing. But basically what Anuna said is what you do in the game will affect the world around you. So everybody's world may be different depending on what you do. So that's kind of interesting to think about. Do you think there'll be alternate endings? I think so, because there was a couple in Breath of the Wild, the best I can remember. There was a couple alternate endings. Was there? I think so. I think I think it, I think it was just Link's Awakening that had one that recently. I don't think that might have been I, what I'm thinking about, but I think Breath of the Wild did have a couple, depending on if you beat the Divine Beast, or maybe I'm thinking about the final battle. With the, I know the final battle is different, but I'm thinking the ending was different as well, but it may not be. I know the final battle was different because if you beat all the Divine Beasts, you start out with half the life, while if you right. didn't, it, he was full health. And you still had to beat the Blight Ganons. If you did, yeah, whatever champion you didn't beat originally so yeah. if you went in right away you would have to face all four then face him but yeah. if you beat all three if you beat three of them you would only have to face one it's whichever one you didn't fight right so thing. you'd have to fight the blight ganon or any of them you didn't fight then calamity ganon and then dark beast ganon yeah which dark beast ganon is a joke it was literally it was so easy you just ride around and feel it's really easy. Spoiler, I mean, really, I'm sure you guys know. but Really, by the end of the game, Calamity wasn't really even that hard. I mean, it, it probably, I mean, I know it would be if you just talk to the king and then march right in the Hyrule Castle and fight again. But where we played the game and got the DLCs, I mean, it wasn't hard. Well, I bought the DLCs after I beat it. Oh, yeah, but you still played the game a lot. Yeah, but. Anyway, well, even with the Master Sword, it's still anytime you're in Hyrule Castle, your Master Sword automatically goes up to the Yeah. Yeah, whether you have the DLCs or not. But and like even works. if you have the DLCs, you get the uh, Champion's Abilities Plus. Yeah. Which helps out, too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I beat Calamity again in every way. I attacked them. I just, just straight parry attacks. Or, yeah, parrying, killed him, and then done the whole entire, uh, trying to think, the furry rush. Yeah. So I, I beat him in every way possible, and I never did get a different ending. <laughs> yeah, but I think there's, I think there is different endings. I might, it might be Link's Awakening I'm thinking of, but anyway, I think there will be alternate endings in Tears of the Kingdom. 
just because of the change of world around you. So better be for that extra ten dollars. Huh? Better be for that extra ten dollars. Oh yeah. I think we're gonna get a lot more content for that extra ten dollars than was Breath of the Wild. But like I said before, this is is a Switch game from the ground up. The other one was a Wii U game, so better be more content. That's right. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. All right, 2K is making a Lego game. Help us all. Uh, <laughs> I think it's going to be called Lego Drive. It it was pretty much just a Lego racer. They're not doing anything crazy like how Lego games have been doing with different movies and characters. So it literally just seems like you build your own race car and you just drive around race and do all this stuff so i pretty much just looked at it like a kid's version of like forza basically yeah so a lot of people when this was leaked and not announced they were saying it's like a lego mario kart you'll have your own power-ups or whatever that you just fight against other people but when 2k actually announced it they're saying no it's a lego triple a adventure game so basically what I got out of that is, is a Lego version of Forza Horizon. So you build your own car and then you get to ride around the world, which is kind of cool. You get to build your own and then ride around instead of getting to pick through different ones. Like in Forza, you had to pick from different ones and then ride around in those. But the game releases on May 19th, so not not a long stretch from announcement to release on this game do you think they'll slowly switch to 2k for future titles or do you think they're just using 2k because they got more experience and i'm saying more of an open world aspect i don't know why are you hoping for a lego nba 2k game no that's not what i'm hoping for at all but I'm just saying, in general, it makes no sense why Lego wouldn't stick to what they was doing, and they they didn't need 2K to accomplish this. I really I have no clue why they're picking 2K because 2K makes no sense when it comes to Lego games, and it makes no, no sense when it comes to racing games. They're not exactly. known for their racing games; they're known for their pretty much sports. I mean, I mean they, they made other games too. You say, I guess that's technically the fine line because I mean, I know come down to it, racing is considered a sport, 
but in the video game world, it's not technically a sports game. No, it's it is a sport, but it's not what two K's used to making. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, they could have they made they football before, but right now they're doing WWE and basketball pretty much every year. That's the only games they're really concerned about. I mean, they have made other games not sports related, but it's been few and far in between, and it's been a while. They're doing golf too, aren't they? I think they have their hands in golf PGA. as well. I think it's make... PGA Tour. It's over. Is the PGA Tour? 2K PGA Tour or something like that? They're not PGA anymore. I think... I, uh, think I mean, which I know the NFL signed the long-term deal for Madden, but I think 2K... It... Madden would be better if 2K was still allowed to make NFL games because there'd be competition there. Yeah, just like how there is with two, the basketball. Yeah, I mean, 2K put NBA Live pretty much out of business, so that's why we get kind of the same 2K game every year with a little bit of change. Yeah. Like a competition. Which, I mean, NBA Live has existed. It's just not been as talked about. And there's really not I played the last NBA Live I played, which I know, I mean, we used to play NBA Live more when we played 2K. But yeah. just the last NBA Live I played, it was NBA Live. It was NBA Live 14, and it was not good at all. Like the players, graphics, the animations were not, it wasn't realistic. Like the shooting, like how they actually shoot, you know, 2K has that down. Like they actually have the players in there the way they shoot. NBA Live, they just it wasn't realistic at all. Yeah, I never played NBA Live 14. That's the one I never downloaded on the Xbox because the internet sucked. <laughs> well, you didn't miss out on much. Yeah. 14, well, 2K14 downloaded, but NBA Live did not want to work. 2K14 was really good. Made me oh, sad. Great. It was me the too. last one with Ray Allen on an actual team. Yeah, not the historic teams. Sad. Before I start crying, let's move on. All right. Crash Team Rumble has a release date. June 20th of 2023. That date is also West Virginia Day for all you West Virginia people. Right. We were founded on that day. A long, long time ago. 1863. I remember that year. That was a good year. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but basically, uh, Crash Team Rumble, it's kind of a weird take on Crash. It's a, kind of a mix between Smash Bros. and Multiverses, but instead of just staying 2D side, you know, on the side, you kind of go 3D and fight, and it's it's weird. But um, the developer of it is Toys for Bob, which made the Spyro Reignited reignited trilogy and i believe crashes trilogy as well and i know they made uh crash four but instead of making crash team rumble why don't they make spyro four that's what i'd really like to see is another spyro game yeah that would be that would be nice but crash is more their bread and butter than spyro is at this point yeah so I know they made Crash 4 a couple years ago, but do you think with 
Microsoft, if they if the Microsoft deal does go through and Microsoft acquires Activision, do you think uh, Microsoft will have them work on a Spyro Four? I said they would, just because obviously the fan base is still out there. But yeah. at the same time, and the deal still has to go through for that to even be a reality. Right. I'm not going to say my extra topic about that, but. Are you sure you good, don't want to? It's, it's related. Good, it is. Re- All right. So you talked me into it. It's, so basically today, after I sent the topics out, it was actually just a couple hours ago, there was the U- UK regulators for, they're one of the ones that can block the deal from going through for, you know, competition region reasons between gaming companies. So they were pretty much the biggest one that would deny the deal from going through. And so they said a couple hours ago, they released a statement that they believe Microsoft acquiring Activision Blizzard will not hurt or change the gaming competition, which is a big plus for Microsoft. They're not the only regulator that they have to win over, but if they win them over, most likely the other ones will just fall in place. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, everyone's been thinking except for Sony. Right. Sony is literally the only people that are against this thing. Literally, everyone else is just like, it's literally what you're doing to Xbox right now. Right. It's the just the other way around. That's why Sony's so against them. It's just basically Sony owns Call of Duty right now. But they do, but they don't. It's... But this, their contract is ending. That's why they're up for grabs. Right. So basically, this regulator saying this is a big, a big thing for Microsoft for that deal to go through. So in the next couple of weeks, I'd look for the other regulators to just be falling in place behind them. And then this deal will go through. That's right. Just keep on listening to us to figure it out. That's right. We'll keep you updated away. This last topic is pretty cool. Uh, so there was a rumor, or well, it's basically a confirmation, but um, it came out this week. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle, the last Ronin game is being developed. All right. Uh, it definitely seems it's like more on the mature side. Whether it gets an M or T rating is still up for debate. I don't think it'll get the standard E or E10 plus that you would normally see in a Ninja Turtle game. I'd and say looks- uh, T for what it is. You say a T? Yeah, for, for it still being a Ninja Turtle game, I don't think they'll go all the way to M, but it's definitely not for everyone or everyone 10 and up. Yeah. I mean, it is... Even the company was just like, yeah, it's going to be more mature base because it is based off the graphic novels opposed to the kids side of the Ninja Turtles. Yeah. So graphic novels are usually, you know, graphic. Yeah. But like, (laughs) I'm trying to think like the walking dead is a graphic novel. It was a comic books, you know, originally type of situation. So usually graphic novels are more graphic than I mean I know graphic is the meaning for drawing. I know. I that's why I kinda had a joke there. It was Yeah, I know your joke, but I'm just still in the explanation part of it. I completely agree with it. You know, it's gonna be more graphic than normal. 
So, but yeah, I'm a, I'm with you. I think it's going to get a T, but to see an M-rated Ninja Turtles game, just like anything else that's, you know, us growing up related would still be awesome to see. <laughs> that would be cool. Yeah, so um, this was announced a couple of days ago. And if you guys have never heard of this, uh, it's a series of comics that was turned into a graphic novel a while ago. And I think it's only like $20 on Amazon if you want to pick it up for the actual story. But basically... On our affiliate. Yeah, I'll put it in there for this uh, episode. But yeah, basically, it's a it's a story about one last surviving turtle after the other three and Master Splinter were killed by the Foot Clan. Basically, sorry, spoilers. But anyway, um, (laughs) you're going to find out anyway. But anyway, um, and you don't know until further into the story which turtle you're playing as, which one survived because they don't have the colored you know, mask or anything on and they use the different weapons of the others. So it's really, really cool and a very different spin on a kid's TV show that we grew up watching. I think it'll be Raphael. You think so? He's the baddest turtle there is on the thing. That's true. But I was thinking it'd be one that you wouldn't expect it to be like probably Donatello. Uh, Yeah, I can agree with that too. Because he's the smartest one. Yeah. So I I really, and Michelangelo, he was the first one to die. I'm sorry, but he's an idiot. <laughs> but yeah, I might pick up the graphic novel just, you know, ahead of the game. I don't read, but it's a graphic novel. I can look at the pictures. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's I never heard of it until this report came out. But I'm really, I will pick up this game. It's really cool. I'd love to. Find out which one it is. I had heard about the graphic novel. I just, the game was definitely a new step for me. Yeah, it's, I mean, the game's definitely a ways out if it's just now being developed, and especially if it's going to be developed for next generation, which I'm sure it is. It'll be probably minimum three, four years before we even see anything about it. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, it's just let you guys know. And yeah, really cool story. Very interesting take on a cartoon from the 80s and the early 2000s. Because what Paramount has them, don't they? I believe so. Has them, yeah. Yeah, because they were owned by Nickelodeon. Yep. Mm-hmm. So they even have be... the 2002 reboot that we grew up watching. Yeah. There. So yeah, Paramount having it. Not, Paramount don't usually take a leap in the gaming world too often either. No, they don't. Like I said, you could say they had a special title, but Paramount don't have their hand in the titles. No, that's definitely on. Usually, THQ and Nickelodeon games has that. You think that's what they'll use for the that one then, or no? THQ so and the, Nickelodeon games or Nick games. I mean, that's technically who owns it, but I mean, I don't know graphic novels. Technically, a little bit different than what you would see on Nickelodeon, but at the same time, the Paramount has their hand in it. It would make sense for them to toss it out to THQ if it's in development, because there wasn't really a development team said it was working on it. From, from no, what I said, 
I didn't see a specific development team, but I don't think THQ will just because there's been a lot of games developed that I've played by THQ and I've never seen one that I can recall that's above E. So I don't know if they have it in them to make a T or M rated game. I mean, really to get into that category anyways, like I said, it's more than likely going to be a hack and slash. I'm already going to put money on that one. That's a guarantee. I want to say it's a hack and slash title. Yeah, not your typical Ninja Turtle hack and slash like a 2D. I think it's going to be more 3D based, but yeah, probably hack and slash. Yeah, it's going to be a 3D hack and slash. It's going to you know, relate to God of War Bayonetta. Now, what would really be cool is this, and they could do this, They, if it was an open world, you're going through New York hack and slash type, kind of like Spider-Man, you go through yeah. New York swinging around, you know, yeah, that'd be pretty cool too. Yeah, and I could see him doing that. But also, I haven't read the novel, so I don't know how that plays out. But that would be cool to me is a three D open world hack and slash type game that you. It's more of an adventure game, but also a hack and slash because that's your typical Ninja Turtle game is a hack and slash. I know one thing they should do. They could technically stray away from the graphic novel too, and they can do four alternate endings to where you get all four turtles. One turtle will stay alive. Like your choices depend on what turtle lives at the end. Or what that's a good end. That's an interesting be. take. Yeah, that'd be cool. You basically, you won't know which turtle has sur- survived, but basically what you do in the game would determine which one did survive. Because yeah. it'd be like one of those things like, okay, I read the novel. I know which turtle's going to make it. And then they could easily be like, oh, no, your choices made you this turtle instead. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, that would be really cool. Put me on development team. That's right. <laughs> but that is all the time we have. Thanks for listening. And make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube. Follow us on Twitch. Join our Discord. Follow us on Twitter. TikTok. Instagram. Buy our merch. And I will be streaming after this episode. I'll be streaming Metroid Prime Remastered. I streamed it last night, and I'll be streaming again tonight. So if you're listening to us live on Twitch, just hop on over to my personal Twitch account, Armory987, and I'll be on there. Yeah. Our merch is on Redbubble, by the way. I don't think we've said it in a while. No, it's in the description, but yeah, it's Redbubble. All right. I believe that is everything. All right. We'll see you guys next week. Later, guys. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.